The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Just use the promo code PODCAST1, and you get a 50% sign-up bonus Today, he is Steve Fezzik. You can all say it with me. The only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. The Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. I think that was like maybe my Howard Cosell. I don't even know. Check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. That's how you can find my dude. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, awesome temp job in my 20s. Thank goodness for that because ever since, I've just been doing podcasts like this and Fantasy Feast and Ross Tucker Football Podcast and the College Draft and making a living doing it. You can even check out my daily show, Home and Home, on the Radio.com app if you like your boy. And I love Even Money Podcast, and I love being up for the weekend. Even when a couple teams screwed me over, I was still up for the weekend, which means you guys hopefully were up for the weekend, and I know how important that is to you, and it makes the game so much more fun for me. You know what's not fun, by the way? Having someone steal all of your data. You know, especially when you're in public places, there's hackers out there. I mean, think about how often like these big companies get their data hacked. Think about how easy it would be to hack your data. That's why you need ExpressVPN. Every time you go online, ExpressVPN keeps all your network data encrypted, secure, and safe from hackers. It's the fastest VPN I've ever tried, costs less than $7 per month, and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Plus, there are other benefits of having a VPN. I think some of you are smart enough to know that. You can take advantage of that for sure if you are savvy there. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash evenmoney. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com 
slash even money for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash even money to learn more. As always, Steve, uh, we will start with what we did last week. A little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, I was up for the week. You were down. Not great for our best bets. It started with the Chargers and the Raiders. With the Raiders getting a point last Thursday night. We both leaned to the Raiders. Probably should have taken them. They won. Then how about Tennessee and Kansas City? I put a unit on the Titans, Steve, when they were getting three and a half points. I think the line got up to like six or six and a half. You can tell me. It's usually not a good sign when you don't get the better of the line, but Titans came through for me. Tannehill, Derrick Henry, special teams. So I got one unit there. I wish I would have put two on it in hindsight, obviously. Where did that line get to, Steve? Closed five and a half, and obviously that was a big hook on five because you can certainly make the case that five was the likely outcome with Kansas City up five with the ball in Tennessee territory. But like you said, they botched their last field goal attempt snap, and that gave Titans better field position, but still Titans fortunate to win the game outright. I'd make the case. KC by five was probably the likely outcome. Detroit-Chicago. You know, this could be a longer discussion, Steve, but this is a best bet. We both had the Lions getting three points when last Wednesday morning there was no indicator whatsoever that Matthew Stafford would not play in this football game. And then there was a hint at it Saturday afternoon. And then next thing you know, Sunday morning, he's out, line went up, and we still almost had a shot, Steve, with Jeff Driscoll. I think the bigger comment, and I certainly feel like we were on the right side, and if Stafford had played in the game, the Lions probably win. But I do think it is an interesting discussion of when to bet. You know, Do you bet when you have all the information right before the game, or do you bet earlier in the week when you think you might be able to get the better of the number? I think you really have to bet early in the week. And the reason being with the limits being so high in the NFL, and this is um, a little bit controversial, but this is um, absolutely what I believe in. The numbers in the NFL with people being able to bet super high limits, by the time the games are kicking off, unless something happens right before kickoff, that dramatically impacts what the line should be in terms of injuries, pregame, weather, that stuff does happen. But if there are no breaking news informations, those lines are so tight that almost no one can beat the NFL at the lines right before the game starts. So, and contrast that with early in the week where I do feel it's a, the better does have key edges, especially if he's doing his homework throughout the week. So obviously you're going to have situations like this where out of the blue, Stafford doesn't play in your Lions plus three bet just um, goes from a great bet to a horrible bet because of Jeff Driscoll. And I agree with you, the Lions absolutely outplayed the Bears for the whole first half. And if we would add Stafford, the Lions win the game outright. But um, I'm still a big believer in betting early, not late. Interesting. All right. So then 
Uh, we were just flat wrong on the next one. Everybody was on this. Everybody thought the Bengals getting the 10, and I think it went up even more than that, was a good bet. They just got obliterated. Uh, no letdown for the Ravens at all, Steve, and the Bengals are horrendous. Bengals really are horrendous because they were in a great spot. Winless team off of a bye, playing a team in a flat spot, Baltimore, Blink and it's 14 nothing Ravens, very first play, a bomb against the Bengals. And uh, Bengals are now deservedly the worst team in the NFL in my ratings. And I, have, I am not eager to play on them the rest of the year, frankly. Yep. Next game was very frustrating. It was the Bills and the Browns. And uh, we both took Buffalo getting the three points. We ended up pushing on that one after losing our first two bet best bets, the Lions because of Stafford and the Bengals because of the stinking Bengals. But we pushed on the Bills-Browns primarily because Hauschka missed two field goals, Steve, which really stunk. Yeah, Buffalo had the lead for a good portion of the game and um, basically an even-played game that could have gone either way. And when you're catching three in spots like that, you feel like you're in a great spot to cash a ticket, but we didn't. We get the push. Keeping it moving, I put a unit on the Falcons getting 12 points from the Saints. That one ballooned up. I think it almost got to 14, maybe. You would know, Steve. And the Falcons won 26-9. to I mean, we're talking about like a 30-point swing. You don't see that very often, Steve. I had one unit on the Falcons. I like getting that many points in the NFL. Was not expecting them to win outright. Yeah, so 13-point underdogs that win the game outright by 17 or more, Ross, that happens once every five years. It's that uncommon. And, you know, a lot of this, I read about the Saints being flat, but I got to tell you, it seemed the eye test at Atlanta just came to play and absolutely brought the pressure on Breeze. And I think we got to rethink our Atlanta power rating. Their underlying stats are pretty darn good. So Atlanta might be a buy-on team for at least a while um, after that great effort. We both passed the Giants and the Jets. Uh, then we got to some of my better picks of the day. It was the Cardinals and the Bucks. I put two units on the Cardinals, getting four and a half points. Uh, they had great chances to win that game outright. The David Johnson fumble, the Kyler Murray pick. As it is, they lost 30-27, to 27, so that was two units for me. And then I like the Dolphins. The way they're playing right now, they were getting 10.5 points. It's funny because that line went up too. I got the worst of the number a lot, Steve, and still won a bunch of these because that one went up to 11 and maybe higher. Uh, but I like what the Dolphins have done, and they're playing Hoyer, and I thought they'd keep it close. They won it outright, Steve. Yeah, they did, and the Dolphins now 5-0 and against the spread. The last five, Fitzpatrick playing very, very well, playing like a top-10 quarterback in the defense, completely frustrating Hoyer, who was horrible in that game, just um, a strange line move up to 11. So maybe I'm talking about how um, difficult it is to win a post, but there certainly were some questionable line moves on favorites getting pushed higher last week. Then you get to Carolina, Green Bay. I leaned Carolina. You leaned Green Bay. Then uh, we both leaned to Pittsburgh, getting the three and a half points. That stinks. That's one where we should have uh, 
placed a bet. And then I leaned Minnesota. You leaned Dallas. Vikings came through. A lot of underdogs came through last week, which is usually good for me. Uh, it's a shame I did not cash in more. Uh, finally, Monday night was the Seahawks and the Niners. I like the Seahawks getting the six points. You lean San Francisco. The Seahawks got it done. So for the week, I was up three units. You were down four units, Steve. That makes us for the season. Sorry, I hit the wrong button there. For the season, I am now up nine units. You are down eight units. And our best bets, um, we were uh, 0 for we were 0 and two, and we had a push. So now we're thirteen out of twenty five with two pushes, which is obviously not good enough. So let's do better this week. Let's do it, Bright. All right, hey, Ross. Ross. R- real yes. quick, we both had the under in the Pittsburgh game. Rams Pittsburgh. What was the total there? The uh, I don't recall what the total we played at, but remember, I'm I'm almost certain that I I made the case for it, and that you jumped on it as well. Am I remembering incorrectly? Uh, you know what? This is why we have great listeners. You guys remember everything. We can also go back and check the tape. But he didn't have us down for that. The Birdman, at L Birdman, Todd Bergman, at L Birdman on Twitter, did not have us down for that, but that would be nice. Um, I, I, I seem to remember that a little bit, but, um, you know, we make, I make so many bets, it seems like, that by the time, you know, he sends it, I just kind of believe him. But um, I believe you, Steve. We'll find out. That's why we have great listeners. The total was 45. So it came in the, on the under for sure. He didn't have us with that, but maybe we did. So listeners, please help us out. He's at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Go ahead, Brian. All right, Ross. Uh, so let's start with Thursday Night Football. And once again, all these lines provided by our good friends at betonline.ag. We'll start Thursday night at Cleveland. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Pittsburgh Steelers with a total of 40. Right. Uh, this is an interesting game uh, for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, Brown's got a win. Steelers are kind of on a roll here. I still don't have a whole lot of faith in Freddie Kitchens and the Browns. I'm going to put two units on the Steelers, even though I'm not really a believer in Mason Rudolph right now. I just think that there's a significant coaching advantage for the Steelers over the Browns. I also like... Um, a unit on the under 40. Steelers defense is playing so well, but they're very offensively challenged right now with Mason Rudolph, a quarterback. This feels like a, a 17-14, 20-17 win for the Steelers. So I'm actually going to go two units. Two units on the under 40, two units on the Steelers getting two and a half points. Yeah, and I'm going to lean to Pittsburgh as well. The coaching edge typically shows up on Thursday because um, new head coaches just aren't used to that really quick turnaround. I wanted to ask you, Ross, you obviously did have to play in some Thursday night games, and did you find that with a, um, a better uh, coaching staff that you tended to do better with those weird weeks that would happen inevitably during the, the NFL season? Uh, you know what? I don't remember that. So I don't, I mean, I think that's a tough one 
to comment on. Um, I just, I mean, Freddie Kitchens has been in over his head the whole year. Why would I think on a short week he's not? You know what I mean? Like, why why would I give him the benefit of the doubt on a short week? I'm not going to do it. By the way, betonline.ag, the promo code's podcast one. It's a 50% five zero welcome bonus. And I've already won the podcast one Sportsnet Challenge once. I'll hopefully win it again and be able to put $100 in a bunch of your accounts again. So make sure you have one. BetOnline.ag. All right. So now, Steve, we'll move on to Sunday. We'll start with Dallas, four-and-a-half-point favorites at the Detroit Lions. Our total is 49 points. Yeah, and without knowing about Matthew Stafford, I know I want no part of Detroit if Driscoll winds up being the quarterback, so I'm going to pass. I am going to say, I got into it with um, somebody else here, um, discussing NFL head coaches, and they were incredulous when I made the statement, well, I, of course, know game management better than, than they do. And I was referring to all kinds of errors that Garrett makes when he's calling a game, specifically just as one of many, trying a 57-yard field goal in his opening drive. And people are like, how could you possibly know more than these guys with their staff and all their experience and everything else? And my response is because I watch so much more football and so many more games that it's almost like a blackjack player that sees a situation. He's got the chart and he knows you never, I don't care how good your kicker is. You never try a 57 yarder unless it's at the end of a half or the end of a game, because it counts as a turnover if you miss it. So the risk reward just is not worth it. Just an example of one of many mistakes that Dallas made in the, um, in their loss against the Vikings, but I passed this game. I have to pass not knowing Stafford's status. I got burned on that last week. I'm not getting burned again. New Orleans, five-and-a-half-point favorites at the Tampa Bay Bucks, 50-and-a-half the total. Boy, this is an interesting one, Steve, because I really think the Saints will bounce back and play much better than they did. But the Bucks have been good enough to hang in, like, every game. Five-and-a-half is a decent amount of points. I'll just put one unit on the Saints laying the five and a half. I just don't see them losing back-to-back games. I think that the Falcons game's a, a, a bounce-back game, a wake-up call for them. One unit, uh, Saints laying the five and a half in Tampa. And I'll pass. I agree with you. The Saints should absolutely bounce back. But my concern is oftentimes when you have a big favorite that loses, the ball just bounces wrong for them. And obviously the Saints just got their butts kicked against Atlanta. There was nothing fluky at all about that game. So I'm going to pass this game. Atlanta getting six points at Carolina, Steve, 15.5 total. Yeah, so Atlanta, um, that was impressive. It really was. And I got to tell you, going back to the beginning of the year, Atlanta was supposed to be a nine-win team. Carolina was supposed to be an eight-win team. And Carolina, obviously, Kyle Allen has played very well, but um, he's not as good as Cam Newton at 100% healthy would be. So from a big-picture perspective, if Atlanta can play up to their potential, Atlanta plus 5.5 is absolutely uh, the value to go with. I'm going to play Atlanta for two units here. Totally agree. Um, They're a talented team. I don't know why they played so crappy the first half of the year. I think they've got some momentum now. They've got some belief. I wouldn't be surprised if they go on a run here in the second half of the year. I love the Falcons getting six points in Carolina after the Green Bay game and the snow. Uh, two units, 
Get Atlanta getting the six points. Best bet. The best bet. Ross Jacksonville at Indianapolis, where the Colts are laying three points. Total is 44. Nick Foles return. I think it's a little weird the Colts are still laying points. Uh, what do we know about the quarterback situation for the Colts right now? Not much, so right? Reich, sa- Reich said if um, Brissett practices today, he's going to play, which tells us nothing. So still, um, still up in the air. Yeah, I guess because of that and the fact that they lost to the Dolphins and they're probably poised to bounce back, I'm, I'm going to pass the game. But I would lean to Jacksonville getting the points. Yeah, I'll lean with Jacksonville. But, again, if um, because I think that Hoyer's going to play, and if he plays, the line's going to go up, I think we wait it out and uh, look for getting to get more points if, um, indeed, um, Brissett gets announced as the starter. Steve, the Minnesota Vikings, 10.5-point favorites at home against the Denver Broncos with a low 39.5-point total. Yeah, so Zimmer and Cousins have been really good at home, really good with the 1 o'clock Eastern start time, really good on turf. So everything points to Minnesota in a momentum situation to just just go ahead and crush Denver, but I don't lay 10, 10 and a half. I pass. With you on that one, that that's too many points for my liking as well. Um, I just I'm not laying ten and a half in the NFL. That is a pass for me, also for all the reasons you stated. Ross, the Jets at the Washington Redskins. Washington favored by one thirty-eight and a half. The total. Yeah, I, I thought the Jets did some really good things against the Giants. Uh, I'm not a believer in Dwayne Haskins. I think he'll probably turn the ball over. I know he didn't last time out. I think he will uh, against Jamal Adams and the Jets. I think the Jets have a, you know, they're feeling themselves a little bit after they finally got a win. I think the Jets win the game outright. So if you're going to give me a point, I'll take it. Two units on the Jets getting that point. Yeah, I'll agree. Washington with a very limited home field. I don't trust, trust Haskins as well. I'll take the Jets for two units. Best bet. The best bet. Steve, the Buffalo Bills laying five and a half points at the Miami Dolphins, 40 the total. And there are sixes on the screen, and we are going to play on the Bills. Um, I just bet the Bills plus six. Uh, excuse me, Miami. We're going to take Miami plus six. Miami lost by 10 somehow at Buffalo. Miami completely outplayed Buffalo in that game less than a month ago. Ryan Fitzpatrick has had five straight games where he'd be a top 10 NFL quarterback. If you look at his quarterback rating, and frankly, the Miami defense even played very well last week against Indianapolis. Buffalo is a team with a good record that's a below-average team. They have no business laying five-and-a-half to six in this game. Miami, two units. Totally agree. Um, I'm writing this from my BetQL column. Love the Dolphins in this game. I think the Dolphins are playing with a lot of confidence. They're playing hard. They're playing well. The Bills don't score very much. I think it's a low-scoring game, and that the Dolphins either win or maybe they lose by a field goal. So if you're seeing the Dolphins getting six points places, let's do it. The best bet. Baltimore Ravens laying four at home against the Houston Texans. 50, Ross, is your total. Yeah. um, This is an interesting game. Texans coming off a bye. You know, I kind of feel like Normally, I would lean to the points here, 
But man, the Ravens right now um, just look like they're on a different level. And I don't have confidence that any of these teams will be able to slow down Lamar Jackson in this attack right now. I'm passing the game. I'm going to pass. I'll lean Houston. The spot's great for Houston off of the bye. And you got to ask yourself, can Baltimore keep coming up with these tremendous efforts week after week after week? Typically, there hits a point where I hate to say a team's due for a subpar game, and Baltimore certainly due for it. But looking back on it, that win at Seattle is looking more and more impressive just to lean Houston. Arizona Cardinals at San Francisco 49ers. Arizona plus 11.5, Steve, 46 the total. Yeah, so Arizona got in the back door at home against San Francisco, losing only by three, but they trailed in that game by 11 late, and that was at home. Now um, having to go on the road, this could get ugly, but i got to say that Jimmy G and company, Jimmy G did not look comfortable without Kittle, especially after Sanders went out, and he seemed to be throwing to guys he did not want to be throwing to, and I expected with their tackles back, their fullback back, that San Francisco uh, would have a much better um, running attack, and they were bad. They just were not good against um, a Seattle defense that has not played well. I'm going to pass. I'm going with Arizona. That's a lot of points. Um, I like the way Kyler Murray's playing. I, I, I'm, I'm riding the Arizona train, getting 11 and a half points. That's a lot. Two units, Cardinals. Ross, the Patriots laying three and a half at the Philadelphia Eagles. Total there is 44 and a half. Yeah, the issue I have here is normally I would go with the Eagles here, uh, but the Patriots do such a good job of taking away what makes you tick. And for the Eagles, especially on third down, that Zach Ertz, their receivers won't be able to do anything, uh, I don't think, against the Patriots secondary. And we've stated time and again, you don't make a lot of money betting against the Patriots. So I'll pass the game. I would lean to Philadelphia, but I'm not laying the units. Yep, I'll lead to Philadelphia as well. And with the Patriots off of a loss and off of a bye, I don't want to step in front of New England at all in this spot, though. So I'll pass. Oakland Raiders, Steve, are laying 10.5 points to the Cincinnati Bengals with a 48.5 point total. I could only look to Oakland amazingly laying the double digits just because Cincinnati, just no effort at all. And, you know, Mixon ran the ball 30 times. Think about this. You lose by 30-plus points, and all you do is pound the rock. Basically, what you're saying is that we have no chance to compete, and we're not even going to try to win this game. We're just going to try to get out of our home stadium without losing by more. That's not a good sign. Lean Oakland. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll lean Oakland too, but I'm not laying that many points. Kind of the same conversation we had, Vikings-Broncos. Sunday night football, Rams hosting the Bears. Rams six-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 41-and-a-half, Ross. This is a tough one for me because the Rams have major issues, and I don't think they're going to be able to get it corrected. But the Bears have major issues too. Um, the, the number I like here is the under. I mean, the Bears can't score. The Rams are struggling offensively going against a good Bears defense. I'll put two units. I know 41-and-a-half is not that high, but – I don't see either team getting the 20 in this game. Two units under 41 and a half. Yeah, I agree. We talked about it last week about um, the Rams. The perception is that um, they're still a higher scoring team. The reality is, is that their offense is struggling. And now they have cluster injuries on the O-line. And the Rams defense is actually quite good. 
this year. And obviously the Bears can't score, and the Bears' defense is above average. So where are the points going to come from? These teams played last year, I believe, and the Rams could get nothing on offense, although the weather was bad, cold. Um, Absolutely. Under, I'm going to go three units. Three units on the under on this one. Best bet. The best bet. Final game of the week, Monday Night Football. Kansas City three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Los Angeles Chargers at Estadio Azteca. Is that how we pronounce that? In Mexico City. 52-and-a-half points total. Yeah, so Mexico City, what's that, 7,700 um, feet above sea level. So given that, I would only lean to the over where oftentimes teams just absolutely run out of gas on defense. Apparently the Chargers, I believe, are training in uh, altitude. That may give them an advantage in this game. I'm going to do some more research. I haven't done it on what, um, how Kansas City is prepping for it, but uh, I'm going to pass the game. Yeah, I'm passing it too. I, I would probably lean. Kansas City laying the points. Thought Mahomes looked like like the same guy uh, against Tennessee. I just don't envision them losing again. I, you know, I, there's just too many variables with Mexico City, Mahomes' knee. I'll just lean Kansas City. That is a key number, though, three and a half. Excellent work, as always, Steve. Feeling good about this weekend. Very, very good. Starts tomorrow night with the Browns and the Steelers. Shout out, by the way, to BetQL. Loving the BetQL app. Very helpful with the line movement, the algorithms, where the sharp money is. If you haven't gotten the BetQL app yet, I would highly recommend you go ahead and do so. Other than that, you know the Fantasy Feast. Both episodes have posted. Andrew Brandt was great. Talking about Colin Kaepernick and more on the Ross Tucker football podcast today. Encourage you to check that out. Other than that, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.